0: Hey let, before we start cheers let's do happy Christmas to all Happy Christmas before we go any further you just somebody want to slap our number on this baby Yes this is episode
1: 253.
0: All right so we are uh, we, we're joined as you can see by the by the lovely Heidi Riggs in Phoenix, Arizona uh, We just left you it seems like a couple of days ago had a <laughs> wonderful gig with you at Good time Charlie's in Chandler Arizona and uh, it was it was lovely to see you and Ryan and Nick and Ben. You know, I, I need to buy one of those those little uh, Fisher Price, those little the baby toys. You know, so I can just hold a steering wheel. I just I, I, I need I, I'm I'm out of sorts now. If I'm not in the van recording Slappercast episode 253, <laughs> you know, it's weird.
1: Yeah, actually, looking at the camera instead of the road.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: weird. It's, it's weird to see this from this angle. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's very strange, strange indeed. But yeah, we've been dying to get Heidi back on here. Heidi, you have been busy. Things are picking up in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona
2: it is it is busy it's yeah it's kind of nonstop. <laughs> it's where you're like okay what's today i don't know what is today i don't know <laughs> but it's yeah. it's been good i've gotten to do a bunch of different kinds of things which is nice let's say yeah it's a little bit of a whirlwind right now
0: <laughs> wonderful wonderful that's good i mean it's it, it's much better better to be speaking of being busy we have uh I don't know if you've been looking at the calendar, but I've just been, uh, 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 24 is going to be a nuthouse. We are going to be in that fucking van. So that Fisher Prize toy will become a reality here uh, very, very soon. Yeah. Today, we're going to be focusing on, as we have been for weeks, you know, the whole world. If, if you've walked out, you, you've noticed there's a shift, and there's a change in the atmosphere. There is a, um, with the death of Shane McGowan, I believe that the whole planet has changed. And we've been just really kind of putting a, magnifying glass on his, you know, I mean, we've always been grateful. We've always been, you know, the three of us here, even Turbo, who can't be here today, another manscaping accident. But this one is a, this one is, um, this one actually is a beneficial uh, manscaping accident. So he did something and it it works so well that his wife won't let him leave the bedroom. So (laughs) Uh, we we should have him back we should have have him back for the next one but we're all such huge Shane McGowan fans I know I certainly I speak for myself only when I say I owe him such a debt Uh, uh, not only only his his writing have I borrowed from but his uh, style of performance his just uh, you know the wit the the wit and 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 yet his use of the Irish folklore and his his love of the Irish culture, he he's one of those people like a like a Ronnie Drew or a, uh, a from the Dubliners or a um, you know like a Christy Moore or just just one of these giants in their fields of Irish folk, wolf tones that kind of stuff, but just so proud of their country and so uh, again we go back to our Irish tour and uh, you know Sean and Tony. Their, their love. So on on our, on our last trip in October, I was on the bus and Sean was driving. Uh, Somebody brought up, you know, as I'm sure most tours do when they, when they're talking to these guys, but they said, he said, uh, you know, do you, do you ever go to the States? Do you ever go? And Sean's answer was, he goes, I have so much to see and do here in Ireland that I don't travel because I love the country so much. And his idea of a holiday is he'll go a hike in the mountains for days and just and he likes to pick up rubbish and you know just clean up and do, he is so in love with that. And, and and that that that's Shane McGowan to me. Shane wanted to not just bring the Irish music and the culture and the art, but also it, it, it pull you in and, and and help you you know help you experience this Irish you know this. And, and so many people have said so many people have have said to, to us you know I set foot in Ireland. And as soon as I planted my feet on the on the ground, I felt something. It is one of the most beautiful places in the world for a reason, because it, it's got something else that's just not just tangible, but it, it, it does, it gets inside you and it will infect you. It, it's, 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 uh, uh, and, and I believe again, we, Dennis has outdone himself again with, with, uh, Ireland, 2024, September, uh, starting September 22nd. So. It's going to be another mm-hmm. another monster year, and I would I would say if you have the time, take the tour because you're not getting you're yeah. not getting the time back. You, you know, then this is one not to be missed. So blackguards is what we're saying. So back to Shane. What, yeah, do you
1: think do you think uh, that what you just described? You know, the way that he conveys this love of Ireland and his work. Do you think because uh, uh, it's interesting to me that he he sings well? The Pogues sing a lot about in Irish immigration. It's a lot of their Songs are based on that. And he himself, obviously born to Irish parents who immigrated to England. Do you think do you think that his being removed from Ireland kind of enhanced his sort of love affair with the culture in a way? Just oh, being, yeah. you know, yeah. not being Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and and they they were all you know, the, the the term is plastic patties, you know, they were all of Irish, you know, had, had Irish blood, you know, and they, they uh um, he, yeah, his his uh uh, it, it, it's on our. It's on our. Uh, I th- believe it's just on our Facebook thing. But the, you know, we we, uh, we reposted the the, the funeral, uh, Shane's funeral, and when his sister yeah. got his younger sister got up and she, uh, it really was. It, w- it was such a beautiful moment. Even these songs that we've been singing for twenty years, these songs are so true. They're so dear to him. They're so. They're so honest and they're so you know but she kind of uncovered and she showed where these songs came from and it was just it was such a like it was that like, was just a big big kick in the face just a, a good kick in the face if, if there's such a thing it's just eye-opening when I heard her describe you know Rob Majestic Shannon how many fucking times we played that song I'm not tired of it you know but she she uncovered the the gap in the wall and Cause that that it didn't make sense. I knew it came from somewhere. Cause Shane's not gonna write did do 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 da 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 No offense, Sting, but all the songs come from here. But his brilliance knew knew no boundaries. You know he, he's just and and she she kind of took the veil off that piece of the song, and I was like, oh shit, that's great. You know, and it, it's I think that you should one hundred percent just do yourself a favor, even if you're not a Pogues fan. Uh, which shame on you. You should go and watch that speech with that you know, eulogy, whatever. I mean, she's just so, she's, it's, she's so eloquent. She's, she is an author. So it's, it wouldn't be like, you know, something like me going up there driveling, you know, for, but it's every single word is poignant. There's no fluff. So I, I would just <laughs> re- recommend everybody, you know, check that one out.
1: But yeah, I, I was reading about him, but I'd, I'd watched that documentary. It's been a while since I'd seen that documentary. I want to see, watch that again, but just reading that he, you know, he discovered, Joyce and drink, you know, right around the same time when he was a kid. So that these, these things just kind of it just sort of shaped his brain, I think. And, uh, you know, it's a shame that he was just never able to, to free himself from that addiction. But, you know, like you said in the, in the last episode, we talked about him when we mentioned him the day we learned he died, you said he right or wrong, that's the way he lived. And there was, yeah, really- I mean...
0: I, I, I don't know that he anything did. Anything they could have done. You know? I don't think just he had any regrets either, yeah yeah I, so Heidi, how did you come to hear the Pogues?
2: Oh, I think just when I was introduced to Irish music in general, you know, when somebody asked me if I would try Irish fiddle and then that led eventually to an Irish rock band, and then I don't know how you can get into Irish music and not hear the Pogues, because, like you said, the presence of the Irish folk music. And the traditional music in the Pogues' music, you, you you can't really not come across it. You know, he does such a great job of infusing everything.
0: Yeah, and and then every festival that we play, every time that we play with another band, let's just call it the the borrowing. You know, the the Pogues, the Shane borrowing in their music is so evident it's and, and mm-hmm. again i i'm not knocking it you know i just I, i've always said i don't like the, the, the you know the bands that kind of stand like the pogues and you know, every song is about drink 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 and go to the pub and go to fight you know just it, you know people might have seen that as a through line of his material but i i don't see that at all i see every single you know one of my favorite songs is a song that a lot of people wouldn't i mean especially uh, people that don't really know the genre um one of my favorite songs is the old main drag uh, and it's not because uh, the song is dreary and it's dark and the lyrics are heavy and it's just, you might not hear it at your Christmas party. I'll put it that way. But uh, the doom and the reality in that song is what kind of just punched me in the head. Like, Whoa, that's, that was, mm-hmm. you know. And, and his ability to do that with the stroke of a pen was tremendous, you know. So so shall we just dip into it? Yeah,
1: yeah uh, we can. If you- you yeah. want to go like in around like one song at a time. We'll, we, we, yeah, we see how far we get.
0: That That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. just disclaimer here, kids. Here on Slappercast episode 253, we tried to pick our top 5 Pogues songs. And we have not confer. we haven't we haven't seen each other's lists. We don't know what we're going to say. You want to fire off? Are, are yours in order? Do you, Is it, does anybody have theirs in order?
1: No. I mean, they're, they're written in an order, but they're definitely not in order of preference.
0: Okay, good, good, good. Um, Okay. The the first one on my list is bottle of smoke, which is a barn burner. Uh, Just it's, it's pure pogues. um, And it's, it's uh, back when I was in, back when I was in school, a couple of friends of mine, Gary Lewins, uh, a guy named Scooby, uh, Peter Johnson was his name, Paul Hayden. Uh, I want to say Stephen McGinnis, the guy that showed that introduced me to the Pogues. I want to say he was as well. But these guys were going down to the bookies and they were placing bets at lo- at lunchtime. They are betting on the horses and gambling at, you know, what, 15, 16 years old? And I just thought that was such an old man's sport. They would have the newspaper rolled up and they'd be picking their thing and they'd go down to the thing. And it, so that song, Bottle of Smoke, not only hit me as you know, like I said, barn burner, but it was the the, the lyrics were just dead on. Just if if, if they had, those motherfuckers wouldn't have come back if they had hit twenty five to one, they weren't they weren't coming back to school. You know, they were uh, <laughs> they, they, they were gone. So anyway, so follow smoke, sorry, that was way too long.
1: Well, I, I'm sure you're not surprised that is on my list too. It was the I first know. one I wrote down, and yeah, because we've been talking about wanting to cover this song for a long time as as regular viewers of this show or listeners will know that song too, is, is not just one of my favorites, but it's, I think it's my favorite musically just cause it's such, it's just, it just, just fucking cooks. And I, 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 read just now before we came on that Jim Finer co-wrote uh, that one with him, which makes sense since he was, a uh, he co-wrote a fairy tale and a few other, of their best songs too. So, but the, the thing I really love about that is that it's so, it's so triumphant, you know, and, and the song, a lot of, Shane's songs are catchy and stuff, but have a dark undertone or, or, or like just completely uh just surreal and uh, the, and the lyrics and stuff. And this one's a little bit more focused on the describing the scene of a, of a, of a gambling race, but the the chorus, you know, 20 fucking five to one on my horse one, you know, and then, and then the going into the, the, the jig part and when he's screaming and then come on, you bastard or whatever it is that spiders, <laughs> the whole thing is just so great. I, I just, I don't know if they really top that musically. There's another song on that same record. It's, a, it's the uh, If I Should Fall From Grace God record called Sit Down By The Fire. Shane wrote that one on his own, which is really, really cool. It has all these really kind of strange, um, uh, unpredictable chord changes in it. I love that one as well. That's not on my list, but it just made me think of it. <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah. I'll stop rambling. Go to How do, do you, high do high you high. <laughs> <laughs> This is
2: not for me. Okay, so <laughs> I don't think of the Pogues. As just drinking songs, um, I just don't. I mean, I probably when I first got introduced to them, and thought that flogging Molly was the Pogues, <laughs> like when I was bringing <laughs> to this whole genre, right? But I don't. I just I don't see them as just drinking songs because if you really like go through their archives, there are the the ballads, and then what what blew me away yesterday that I hadn't really realized. They have an infusion of world music, which I didn't really recognize before. But if you if you just look at like song titles, there's South Australia, Turkish song of the Damned. They, mm-hmm. they have a song called Fiesta. Have you heard that? Oh, oh yeah, that is a cool <laughs> song. It starts. So that's my next one is Fiesta. It's got like that. It, it's a, it's almost like a jazz intro, and then it yeah. kicks into the kind of like Irish rock. But all throughout, like, there's different features of, like, horns. The bass has a cool solo line. The drummer has all different beats in there. And it's so catchy. And it's, it's, it's like genius. It's like this combination and how he pulls off, like, this Spanish theme in the middle of an Irish rock song. It just, it, it's fascinating. And if you keep looking down a song list of theirs, you just see, like, the London song and it, it just, it's country after country after country and how Shane McGowan was able to pull in all those different cultures within this Irish rock sound I don't know it just I had not really seen it that way until last night
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well we used to do a, a portion of it which I'll let Patrick tell that story oh, but okay. it's been a while since we played it
0: yeah we have a, we have a medley the Pogues have a song called the sickbed of Kukulin right a mythical yeah. irish yeah the the, the legend of cuckolan so uh, i put this medley together and we, we called it sick med for sick medley and it had uh the sick bed of cuckolan and it also had a little bit of fiesta in there and chad would take the bass so we had that in there so i'm going to put on, on both of those um, i'm going to take fiesta with you and uh i'm going to put fiesta and sick bed of cuckolan the reason being is because for that, your, your exact point, Heidi, the, the borrowing from all these different music, musical ideas and these different genres and these styles, that's that, to me, that was, you know, blackguards from birth. We've always yeah. mm-hmm. just whatever we feel like putting in there, it's going in, you know, as long as it's not stupid, as long as it's not going to be something that's, you know, that, that you're doing it to sound like a prog rock or a, you know, just, you know, it, it, it has to make sense. It has to be fun on stage. Sick, sick med, our sick medley was, um, was really fun to play. And the new guys always fucking hated it. They're always just like, Oh, you, do we have to Yeah, yeah, we have to. And it, and it was just watching four or five people on the stage, just hanging on for dear fucking life going, you know, it's, it's kind of funny
1: that that sick med itself, uh, kind of, is in the spirit of a fiesta itself too, because it's just, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it goes to so many different places, but it, that, that whole medley came out of sprung out of your idea that you, I think you were singing. I walked the line to yourself and you <laughs> kept hearing that the fiesta horns <laughs> <laughs> along with it. So that, that's how the medley started is we, we blended, I walked the line with fiesta and then we put sick bed at in the beginning of it. And then we put um, uh Hills Connemara in between those two sections. Oh yeah. But, uh, I mean, the best part is when we get to the Fiesta section, that's, that's just so much fun. And then, then very, we don't, the only part of Fiesta we actually sing is towards the very end, right before we yeah. end it. And from, from there to the end, it's essentially like how Fiesta is. But, uh, yeah, I, I love that whole piece. Yeah. Um, the, the one I always think of, and this isn't necessarily one of their best songs, but I, I just, I've always loved it. And I've always wanted, this is one I wanted us to cover. We never learned trans metropolitan, <sighs> which is the first track off of red roses for me. Yeah. Uh their first record it's just such a great just upbeat song very much uh almost like a precursor to streams of whiskey which is on the same later on the same record it's a very similar and and spirit and uh the way the song is constructed and stuff but it's it it reminds me of i mean the lyrics are just him describing uh i guess irish irish teenagers going and tearing up london uh, but it reminds the way that it almost sounds like a, a Clockwork Orange, if if the uh, the main characters were Irish. <laughs> yeah, because he throws that in there. You can't the, being being Irish is a very big part of that song because uh, all the references he throws in, and it's, it has a lot to do with sort of shooting the finger at at, at uh, British uh, authority, and definitely because he mentions the, the GLC, which I think is the Greater London Council or something like that. Well, he yeah he and also the
0: yeah they also yeah. arrived in in England at the height of just the racist attitude towards the Irish, you know, to the, I mean, just the the third, fourth, fifth class citizens, they were just dirt. And, and they, they saw that firsthand. They, you know, so that yeah. all comes out in the music too. That all comes out in the, in the, in this, in the melodies and the things just, it's so powerful that, you know, the pogues are, you know, if you overlook the pogues, I feel sorry for you. It's, it's kind of like, having a Houston Texans <laughs> sticker on your car. I just, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I just, I just feel sorry <laughs> for you. You know?
1: Yeah. And that that song too, is, it's such a great, that is the first track of the first album. And at the end of that song, if if the song itself isn't enough for you, then very slyly, like goes into uh, an instrumental version of rare old times at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> as the song is fading out. Yeah. That, that definitely sets the stage for, for what was to come for them. Cause I was, Just a very a really good example of the kind of clever stuff that they were doing.
0: All right, Heidi, you're up, Heidi.
2: I'm going to mix it up and throw in one of the the ballads. Broad, majestic Shannon's one of my favorites to play, and he had such a mastery of delivering those types of songs so well. You know, without any like corniness or you know. Yeah, and the lyrics he chooses, the timing—it's—it's it's just always so well done. Yeah,
1: it's, it's kind of funny how how good he was at that romantic. Yeah. Touch, you know, when he was also so good at it. like you go from that to the old main drag. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 sometimes hard to believe that that those those both of those sets of lyrics came, you know, Robin and Shannon and Old Main Drag came from the same person.
0: Yeah, so so my my next one too is is a is a. Uh, well, it's just it would be one that I would like to play, but it's just too fucking long. I I love it, mm-hmm. I love it, I love it, but I I just can't. You know, it's like I even like I even like the waltzing Matilda uh, of uh, Rumsfeldy, but the, the but this one is the thousands are sailing. Uh, yeah, just be- mm. just because of the the construction of that song and the delivery, it, you know. I, again, my mind is well, of course you know it's shot. But it, it's it's shot as far as the the as performance goes. I cannot think of doing a song that long in the situations that that, that blackguards are usually putting because we have your attention for that long. As long as it take me to say that's as long as we have your attention in a in a regular environment. There have been exceptions place called Unity, Maine, way, way, way up north, up, up by the Canadian border. We played there many, many moons ago. And that was the first time I remember the uh, manager of the place saying, saying to me, talk. Don't just play the songs. Talk, talk about the song, talk about the band. And I said, like, oh. And I, I said, well, this, this fucker do not know what he's talking about. But I'll give it a shot. I, I went out there and we had – you could have heard a pin drop. It was a beautiful theater. It was, uh, the acoustics were just amazing in that place and sound guy was good for what I remember, but I just recall the audience focused, no cell phones, no nothing, just focused on our performance and listening to every single word. So that was anyway, that's a side note there, but uh, thousands are sailing it's one of those songs that's just, I've heard people cover it and cover it well, but it, that's one of those songs that just Pogues. That's the only verse I want to hear. So,
1: yeah, that's yeah, no, that, that's an interesting one too because Philip Chevron, the great late Philip Chevron, uh, they, they I guess I, I'm not sure if whose decision it was that Shane should sing it on the record. I much prefer Shane's Shane's vocal on it, but when we like when we saw them play, uh, Philip sings that song or he used to sing it live. But he was happy. He, he said in interviews that he was happy to have Shane sing it, and I'm not, I'm not sure if that was something that the band insisted on or if it was something that Steve Lillywhite. Insisted that like, no, you got to let Shane sing this one. But uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic. This is the only one I picked from from the stuff he did after the Pogues. Uh, Song with no name. Uh, that was one of the first, when I first, first uh, met Patrick and I was going to the Wednesday open mic at Beverly Pub where we met. There was a few Pogue songs he did and a few of uh, Shane's solo songs. And this was one of them that he was playing, Song with no name. But that's another one of his romantic ones. And uh, that's always been a favorite of mine because of the way that Patrick sang it, <laughs> not just the song itself. But I've been I've been bugging him lately. I think we need to add that back to the set. But that is that is a great one. I think it's one of the best ones he did after the Pogues broke up.
0: Yeah, that, I I I love that song. I also love um, and I had it on my list, but I scratched it out. But I did have uh, uh, and fucking Tory Horseth would would stab me in the eyeball if I said this, but I'm going to say it anyway. But the, the Mother McCree, I just think that that's one of those songs where they just got the beat per minute, the tune, the melody, the structure. I think they just nailed it. It's not anything superb. It's definitely not one of his top songs, but to me, it's just one of those songs that if you like to drive fast and you like to drive out in the ro- open road, that's one of the songs that you want to just put the foot to the ground and just, just, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a great number. Anyway, that was that, that's a little side note too. But yeah, I had, I had a bunch of, uh, uh, off, the, you know, Nancy Whiskey was another one. His version of Nazi Whiskey has not been topped in, in, in my. No, I was in just, my. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I was just listening to that this morning too. Uh Yeah, Mother McCree. We used to open that. Used to be one of our set openers back in the day. Yeah, in the early days. That to me, that sounds like a, it's almost like a, a sister to uh, "If I Should Fall from Grace with God" because it has some of the same chord changes in it. It's got the D and the F sharp and the E. Yeah. You know, it, and that, that chord progression is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's brilliant. Um, anyway. Yeah. That, that That's one of those songs that totally sounds like it could have been a Pogue song much more than a lot of oh, other yeah. stuff he was doing. Yeah.
2: Uh, Heidi, you're a- Europe. Summer in Siam. Ah, gosh. It's another one. I really like that. You don't hear very often. I mean, some of these are just so hard to cover for a lot of, bands you know that they get forgotten i think the ones that everyone remembers are the ones that are easily covered or more easily covered but yeah. there's just there's so many good ones there's so many good ones
1: it's hard for me to imagine anybody else other than shane singing that one
0: song
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah his delivery yeah, that's is it. that's, that's got a
2: very special
0: place in my heart I, I i love that song for 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 many many reasons but um that's that's a great that's a great track. I, I didn't put it on there because it, you know, like Fairy Tale. I mean, I still can't believe that we have attempted Fairy Tale because that song just kills me. I mean, lyrically, and uh, I, I have I have I have memories attached to that song that just that just yeah. just yeah. fucking floor me. And uh, uh, last, I think it was last week. Well, of course, two weeks ago now for you, for for y'all, um, we we did the the our I think it was the twenty fifth annual toy drive. And over $61,000 raised, kids, 61000 wow. thousand. So uh, maybe a side note here, but a uh, big, big, big thanks to Kelly and Joe Shemensky who put this event together and who annually put this uh, gig together. And, and of course, our friends Clay Dias and the Soul Survivors and the Mighty Orc and the Open Door Mission Choir. I mean, just uh, – and the Continental Club, of course, all our friends over at the Continental Club, huge thanks for everybody's hands-on, hands-on hard work, big, 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 big pulling, lots of, lots of, lots of teamwork there. And so, uh, 60, over $61,000 raised that go to, it's, it's dispersed between the Open Door Mission and the uh, Salvation Army and all that stuff. So big, big, big thanks to Joe and Kelly Shemensky. uh, my daughter Tara who today slapper day uh, it's it's gone now but she turns 20 years old today and wow. uh, I'm just so proud of she I, I kid you not so uh, rock to shelter our towards our annual thing for the open door mission uh, it was the day before or two days before uh, our performance with uh, Jeff Duncan thank you Jeff she called me she says hey hey do you want me to sing uh, fairy tale I said well uh can you she said yep yeah, never never heard her sing and uh, she's never sang with anybody before I said yeah if you could do it so I picked her up the next day which is the day before the thing and we're driving to uh, we're driving to the show and I said well l- l- let me hear it and she belts it out and it's in tune and it's in time and I was like whoa yeah so she got up on stage and it was her first time on a microphone with a you know with a fucking band and she let it rip and I was just blown away, absolutely blown away. Wow. I gra- I grounded her too. You know she, you know she. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I said don't you ever fucking st- steal. Them. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Get you know. So I. But that song, when I say it's got a space in my heart, when I say it's got a, it, it means more to me that than I mean. There's two or three times. much I am. There's a a line in fairy tale, and there's a line in God damn it, I can't think. So of it anyway, there's there, there's Shane put his finger on a, on a on a nerve, and he just I mean when I hear that song, <laughs> I you know when that part comes, so uh huge 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 uh, piece of my life. So Shane, cheers, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that's
1: cool.
0: Did you yeah, cry that, that, when,
2: when Tara nailed that song? Did you cry? I would have cried <laughs>
0: during it during it. I was, I was, I was in the middle of the song and I came up to that line where it fucks me up. And I just, <clears throat> I mean, just.
2: <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to go Tara. Yeah.
1: yeah she, she, she nailed it. That was so cool. Cause <laughs> I, I, I was a little worried for her coming out cause we were not using our in-ears and it was pretty loud up there. And I, I, I was singing, I didn't have any lead vocals in this one. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, not hearing myself perfectly. And, but so it was, it was just enough for me to, to do my job. But I, I realized, oh man, if, if her, if her vocal is at my level, she's, and she's never done this before. This might be kind of tricky for her. So I, right before we started playing, I tapped on her shoulder. Like, if you need more, tell Diego, Diego, or uh, we never worked with Diego before. A new sound guy at Connell Club filling in for Luba. Great job. Just across the board. He was fantastic. Uh, I said, yeah, make sure you tell him to turn up, you know, point at the mic, point up for, for more vocal. She said, okay. But she didn't even have to do that because Diego was watching it. He Aww. didn't miss a beat. As soon as she started singing, he, he pushed Aww. pushed up her vocal, cranked up her gain in the in the monitor, and uh that was fantastic. I was so grateful to Diego for, for paying attention to that because um that that helped her. Uh but she, yeah. you know, yeah, she absolutely nailed it. And I, I had never heard her sing before. So that was the first time. <laughs> her sing, let alone you know performed with her on stage so that was just that was amazing um yeah
0: oh. anyway yeah awesome. so blow you all right smaller, you're up
1: and this is the only one i put on here that's on in our current set list because i couldn't avoid it uh boys from county hell I th- it's just always been my i think. Probably, I mean, if I had to put number one, it probably would be number one just because, I don't know, there's something just musically about it and lyrically that I just love. And uh, I think part of it, too, is that that, that kind of um, spaghetti Western kind of country feel that's in it is it, such a big part of our sound. Um, you know, the E minor, E minor, G and all that stuff is is that's a space that we've spent a lot of time in in this band. And we always go back to it because it just it just is. I don't know, it's in our veins but that that song I think is just so emblematic of why I love the Pogues and this band as well but the the lyrics in it are so Shane and that I d- can't think of anybody else who wrote like this because it's this is one of my favorite things he kind of does this in dreams of whiskey too and some other songs where it's it's like a dreamscape where P- pair of brown eyes is another really good example where you feel like you're you're drifting through somebody's dream where there's just sort of kind of these disjointed you know kind of almost non-sequitur type situations that are being described and uh it, it, the boys of kind of hell just sounds like somebody remembering a dream and like kind of pie- piecing it together and the chorus you know it's like what is he? you know uh, it's just it just it's just fantastic and it you compare that to the old man drag which is just laser focused on this horrible situation <laughs> of this this young man's life being torn apart on uh, you know from drug addiction and prostitution the uh the difference between those two songs is like you know Boys, you kind of how it's like kind of this dreamy drunken uh, landscape and, and old man drag is like somebody holding you and like you can't look away from, from the thing that he's singing about. Just you know, th- those two songs in, in you know together kind of uh, make me realize how just what a genius he was I mean, and, and just to finish up on the old man drag too. we were talking about this in the van the other day. The way that it ends, it's one of the most brilliant things about that song and it, one of the most brilliant things that the Pogues did, the way that song ends, uh, you know, the old men drag, which where normally you would expect a song like that to end, you know, old Man drag or something like that. And it just ends. It's sort of like end scene and you're left with just the drone of, uh, I think is the accordion under, underneath that, to, which is the same way the song starts. And it's almost like a flat line, you know, cause the, the character, the main character of the song is dying at the end of the song and it's just, ah, uh, it's just so fucking good. So I'm looking forward. We'd be talking about covering that one uh in the well, I don't want to give it away, but yeah. I know we've been talking about doing a version of that.
0: Fucking, fucking, fucking
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: that's yeah. another announcement that's coming around the pike. Yeah, indeed. So hi, hi do, you, do you have any other
2: Yes, I think so. I was gonna say South Australia. That's just a fun crowd one to do hadn't heard it in a while until last night. And I'm like, Oh yeah. So that's Julia. That's a cool song.
0: Yes, it is. And I, you know, th- I, I, I would have picked that years ago, but I've had, I've just heard so many bands play it that I, I just, it doesn't bother me anymore. You know? Um, yeah, and again, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not knocking other people's. just, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, if you heard, if you heard sweet Caroline on, on the, on the radio, you might not throw up, but now, that you've heard every band yeah. play it and you've heard it, you know, you might, you might throw something through a window and throw up. So it's to, to me that it, it's got that kind of, uh, you, know, um,
2: it, it, you know, it can get old. Yeah. When I, yeah. when I did that with Spirited Lads, I used to stand there on stage going, why are we doing this song? It doesn't, it doesn't make, it's kind of a good pop song, but you know, gig after gig, I'm like, why are we doing this? song? But then it, if you haven't heard it in a while, it's kind of like, hmm. That's a good little song, but yeah, it, it gets old fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> um, and, and, oh, One other, one other Shane song that just that, uh, you know, when when he went off and did Crock of Gold, I heard Rock and Roll Patty. And at first I kind of just, eh, I don't know. And, and that, that song grew on me. And to this day, I still like, I still love that song just because it's irreverent. It's, it's, pure Shane. It's not in the style of anybody, you know, but so many of his, of his songs just stuck with me. I, I heard them the first time and it just became a part of my, you know, my writing style, my performing style, all that stuff. So I just can't, you know, I can't look away. Yeah. yeah. I thought
1: about that one too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that one too. Cause we obviously, obviously we've covered it for a long time. That's but that, I mean, that song is so tricky that we've never, I, mean, I, love, I love the way we're doing it now, but we were never satisfied with the way we're playing it until recently. No, um, it's, but that's another one that kind of reminds me. Just the, the the attitude and the the subject matter of the song is like a, it's sort of like a continuation of songs like Trans Metropolitan. Uh, you know, yeah, sort of
0: well, drunken drunk kind I, of. Uh, yeah, I, I, another another. Th- this is just a little a little little background here, uh, boys and girls. But when I before Blackguards. Uh, and I was covering some of that stuff. Uh, I never, I mm-hmm. couldn't, and, and this is this is, this is is true to this day. I've, uh, some of the songs we just nixed because the band couldn't get the feel of it. And uh, I always wanted the intro to Nancy Whiskey to be how Shane and the Popes did it. But the drummers looked at me like, <laughs> no. And, and and it's funny with musicians, they can be the smartest people in the room, and when you ask them to play something that's out of their wheelhouse, they uh, immediately start, they don't understand english and they look at you like huh okay eh, no 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 hablen ingles uh, and they just become and, and it's amazing they, they become a fence post world, you know so when a musician you know when you go out of their comfort zone they become uh no you know and it's, it's it's hilarious so little background there too you know some of those songs that 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 came in and left very 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 quickly were uh were songs that just the feel just didn't get. Into, and so we just, we just scrapped it. So yeah, mm-hmm. kind of funny.
1: There, there, that one too. We've talked about this. We've, I don't know if we told the story in the show before you and I both remembered this, that one time we somehow accidentally got the feel or the or drummer at the time accidentally got the feel and on a fit, tour through Philadelphia area. Yeah. And we're like, look, that was it. And then he's like, what? do that again i don't remember what it was like shit so we didn't record it or anything we
2: were,
1: we were never able to get there again with that lineup yeah anyway very true so, so the way we're doing it now it's like we've we've kind of it's a little bit borrowed from the original but we've kind of put our own spin on it which just kind of works a little, little better for us anyway mm-hmm. yeah it's like more almost sort of like a ramones kind of approach yeah um or like a <laughs> stiff little fingers yeah. kind of approach. I don't know. It
0: is, yeah.
1: Anyway,
0: yeah. So so our, you know, our, our our Shane, our our are, our our uh, you know, it won't change. You know, the, there's 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 no change in course. We're just uh, I'm just excited because um, this this year, this coming year, twenty twenty four. You know, Heidi uh, a few months back said she said you know I really think that we need to record a, 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 a record. And I and I said why, and then she said well because, well <laughs> uh, no I mean seriously because you know that uh, at regular shows people don't look for CDs because everything's online so they just get their stuff online. However, Heidi pointed out she goes at these festivals that we're doing that's all they want is CDs they want stuff they want something in hand to 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 you know to leave with so. And, and i got to thinking, i was like well yeah some of these some of these arrangements have changed and some of these new ideas and you know and stuff that stuff that we are writing uh, although we are miles apart we are still um and, and, you know working on stuff so i so I, I got to thinking, i was like yeah we we kind of do need to, to to record because this is you know like i said at the beginning of the thing when we got together in Chandler, it there's a new there's a new kind of glow to the to the way that we're Presenting these songs, mm-hmm. and I think that we need. I think I think that we owe it to ourselves to 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 put it down uh, on on record. And you know, I, I definitely want to record. I definitely want to record some of our originals, but I would like to take another stab at some of these some of these uh, traditional numbers, or or, or you, you know, these, uh, you know, these favorites of ours, and just have another have another shot at it and put them put them down on record. I, you know, I just think it would be yeah. You know, I I think you're right, Heidi. I think this is, it's you know the time is now, and uh you know be 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 really nice to to bring something like that back to Ireland with us, and you know share it with yeah. our pals over there too. So
1: yeah, and we got a system down for recording now. That I think we could we could pull it together pretty pretty quickly. You know, at I least know. get the basic the basics down pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of short of breath just thinking of what's going to happen in 24. Not only do blackguards turn how old? 20.
2: <laughs> 20 years old.
0: 20 years old. Yeah. We're setting just ridiculously huge, silly, silly, silly goals. I mean, they're stratospheric goals. And we intend to hit every single one of them this year. It's going to be – it's just going to be a monster year. And I, I – I, uh, Heidi, after, after we – after this visit to Chandler – just uh, the 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 band is on a new trajectory, and it, you know we're, we're just playing in a different in in, in a whole another level. I hate I hate that other level, you know, uh, uh, but it's true. We really are playing. You know, we're kind of everybody's kind of found their place, and we. I I, I just thought the last show in Chandler was just spectacular. I mean, I I I'm not critiquing. I'm, I'm not blowing smoke on our show. I'm just saying that the, the, the four of us playing together and the, 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 the chemistry, the, you know, the respect everybody has for each other. And you know, it's just, it was just, I, I, I thought it was a new, a new found light, you know, that, that hadn't been there before. Absolutely. So, but so, so Heidi, um, it, yeah, that, that was pretty much, that was pretty much 90% your crowd.
2: <laughs> yeah. The- that was incredible. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, so it looks like we're going back in March. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Um, it's looking like February, what is it, the 29th, right? That Thursday? That's right.
0: Yeah, the Thursday, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Which is basically March, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I, people have already asked when are you guys going to play again, and I, I think some people thought that you guys were here. And I'm like, no, they're <laughs> in Texas and I'm here. Larry thought I was in Texas with you. Everyone was confused. But they've all been asking when we're coming back, so that we should be able to pack that house again. And and that was such a nice crowd. It was a nice room and a good crowd. And yeah, I thought it was it was a lot of fun.
1: No, absolutely. I did. I'm just remembering now. I had a conversation with somebody who had had a lot to drink. Who I had to tell her several times that we're no, we're from
0: Texas. We're (laughs) not from here.
2: (laughs) They sure drank a lot that night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they sure did. I uh, don't know if you can see this, but this is uh, these are our new postcards. Thank you, Heidi, for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, these these postcards are nearly as well traveled as we are. <laughs> these postcards yeah. were, you know, um, but yeah. we're we're um, they're actual postcards as you as you've probably seen before. But we are we're going to be uh, these are going to be all over the United States as uh, probably as early as the as the spring where these are going to be everywhere. So.
2: Uh, <laughs> They're already going out because I didn't get my Christmas card done. So I've been sending those. <laughs> Merry Christmas!
0: <laughs> awesome. Good. With good. Yeah. That's good. Hey. Speaking of Christmas cards, yeah. this so this are the uh, I, w- I was making notes before we come on here, but yeah, we're we're um, we're booking Arizona right now for March. We're out in California for March. We're in uh, uh, Florida next month. We're in. I mean, just. The, 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 it, it's it's just it really is catching fire people are really are starting to to go listen to music again so my uh i like to think that it's been my preaching here on Slappercast episode 253 the importance of going out seeing live music the importance of going to support local shops uh you know in, in not, not just in the christmas season but all season but you know these uh these these wonderful mom and pop shops i stopped in brenham texas uh, i went out to see my son uh yeah, in Brenham, Texas, in Home Sweet Farm, I stopped in to see Cameron Crawford, who was with us on the Ireland trip, and uh, 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 just ha- had a had a wonderful wonderful time with it. You, you can't it, it, if you stop in and uh, you 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 hang out with, with with Cameron for any any length of time, you're going to have a good time. If, I mean, if you st- if he stops you in the street to say hello, you've just had a good time. He's one of these people that's just yeah. infectious. You know, uh, and 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 smart as I, ho- I hope he doesn't watch this thing because he'll he'll remember what I said. But he is smart as a whip. <laughs> he is uh, an incredible businessman. He's just and he's in the biggest heart. He's one of these people. If he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. and He's going to do it well. So, uh, a wonderful, wonderful time with with uh, with Cameron Crawford in uh, in Brenham, Texas, Home Sweet Farm. That's where we. But we're we're. Uh, whew, you know if, if you're interested in where we're playing or just uh, have, have have a look and see where you know what we're doing just uh, check out the website it's going to be nuts we have confirmed uh, our good friend Michael Logan in Sherman Texas he's brought us back for the Sherman Festival we're going we're we're, uh, we're going back to we have we have a new home in Dallas Texas y'all we're gonna have to uh, curtail the 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 poking fun at our neighbors to the north Um it's a it's a club called the Wounded Ostrich. It's it's an ex Aggie um, friend of ours that used ah. to friend of ours used to drink at O'Bannon's Tap House in Brian College Station uh, called us up. So uh, I think we have a new home in in Dallas. Killer. Nice, yeah, all right. You know we're we're delighted to have Heidi back on here next week. We'll 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 have uh, we'll have Turbo back in here again once he gets uh, out of the bedroom. Is, is there anything else? Do we, do we forget anything? uh i'm sure we have but there's always next week <laughs> <laughs> oh is it is this a weekly is this a weekly podcast yeah yeah oh okay. so uh yeah
1: uh enjoy your christmases y'all uh we look forward to seeing you very soon and uh happy new year if we don't see you before then oh but by this week this weekend by the way uh we're going to be in, in austin no i'm sorry that's next weekend no wait it is this weekend it's the 23rd right no I'd it's christmas eve eve
2: this weekend no next weekend is this yeah, well, next
1: this weekend is next weekend because this episode comes out on oh, next Tuesday, Tuesday. Right. Yeah.
0: see yeah see that that's that, a slapper this section slapper time dilation this section we should start the episode with I'll fuck up <laughs> from from me Heidi from Chad in Phoenix and from Heidi in uh, in Houston thank you for uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you have, if you, have, we'd love to hear your favorite Pogues songs and where you heard Pogues for the first time. If if you would like to uh, sh- sh- put them in there, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we've really enjoyed the interaction with everybody, you know, and uh, I, I, I'm still blown away by the response that we've been getting to these last few uh, Slapcast uh, episodes. It seems like, uh, you know, the people I talk to in Ireland and stuff because I book in the shows and they've all been watching. They've all been tuning in. So we're just thrilled to have you all. And, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. let us know your favorite Pogue songs and we shall see you very soon on the road because I promise you this is going to be the year. We're going to put we're going to put a lot of fucking miles on this year. So tune in, rock out.
1: And if you if you I know some people have told me they've learned about the Pogues and Shane from us if if you come to the show and you're listening to the show and you don't know any of the songs we're talking about, tell us that too, because that's okay. You're in a safe, safe place <laughs> because that's, that is the silver lining of, of losing of us losing Shane is that a lot of people, all this lights being shown on his work now. And the more people who listen to his stuff now, you know, the better. And I think that that is one of the wonderful things that's happening now is that there's sort of this renaissance of pogues and uh, Shane material that's happening right now. And, uh, No better time of year for this to happen (laughs) than Christmas season as he was born on Christmas Day.
0: That's right. In a manger in Bethlehem. Anyway, kids, thank you for joining in, (laughs) and uh, we'll see you all soon. Cheers. Cheers.